Well, thank you very much. You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus. And today, we're going to be focusing on some recordings that were made by the great guitarist Lonnie Johnson in the 1920s. And these were recordings that he made as a guest with uh, other jazz performers, usually, uh, or at the time, I should say, Lonnie Johnson was thought of as a blues guitarist. He had a very long series of recordings for OK Records uh, from about 1925 up until uh, the early 1930s, something like 180 recordings were made of uh, various groups, but a lot of which featured him playing guitar and singing blues, sometimes um, a combination with his brother, James Steady Roll Johnson. Lonnie Johnson was born in New Orleans in 1894, and he played on the streets with his family band. It was a string band. Everybody in the band played various combinations of violin and guitar and also piano and so forth. Uh, he actually left to go to England with a minstrel show, I think, in the late 1910s. When he came back in 1919, he found that the flu epidemic had just about wiped out his family, except for his brother, uh, James, who was considered to be one of the best musicians in the family, maybe better than Lonnie at the time. But they got together and they went to St. Louis, where they uh, lived for a number of years. In fact, James pretty much spent the rest of his life there. I think he lived into the 1950s. Uh, Lonnie was playing guitar and violin there, and he took part in some blues contests at a local theater. And uh, being victorious in these contests, he uh, won a chance to record for OK Records, which periodically made trips to St. Louis and did some field recordings out there. And so he made his first uh, recordings with uh, his brother. Actually, it was with uh, another piano player, D. Lois Searcy, uh, in about 1925. And that inaugurated a very long series of recordings that we just talked about. Lonnie Johnson was much more than a blues guitarist. You think of the solo blues uh, guitarists, male singers of the day, people like Blind Lemon Jefferson, even Papa Charlie Jackson and Blind Blake. Uh, they were known as, of course, primarily blues uh, players and guitarists, although Papa Charlie Jackson had a long career in the minstrel shows and tent shows. Blind Blake was on the vaudeville stage, and even Blind Lemon Jefferson was known to play quite a variety of music as well. Lonnie Johnson, however, was really in a class by himself as a guitar player. He was a, a very very technically proficient instrumentalist with a very advanced chord sense, uh, faultless sense of rhythm, and his singing was not bad either. So as time went on and uh, he started uh, racking up record sales, OK realized that they had quite a commodity on their hands, not only a popular uh, recording star, but a musician who could really fit into a lot of different groups. So they sent him on a tour in 1927. Uh, he went to Chicago for a while in the fall, uh, and, or rather in December, and uh, he went to New York for a little while, and then he ended up uh, going to a couple of remote locations where OK had recording uh, studios set up in Dallas and San Antonio. And in each of these places, he recorded with some of the local musicians. And uh, I believe he got album credit on a lot of these as well. So we started out with two of the most famous uh, recordings that he did at the time. And these were from December 13th of 1927 for OK. All of these are for OK Records. And these were done with the Louis Armstrong Hot Five. We started out with Hotter Than That and went to Savoy Blues. Savoy Blues was a uh, Kid Ory tune. We heard in the Hot Five, Louis Armstrong on cornet, and scat vocals on Hotter Than That, with Kid Ory on trombone, Johnny Dodds on clarinet, Lil Armstrong on piano, Johnny St. Cyr on banjo, although he picks up guitar after a while, and Lonnie Johnson. And uh, 
These were uh, at the very end. In fact, these were the last two recordings by the first version of the Hot Five. Uh, a few months later, six months later, they uh, reconvened, but only uh, Louis was left from the previous ensemble, and uh, he had a much more up-to-date sounding group with Earl Hines on piano. But these uh, men were all from New Orleans. Lil Armstrong was the only one who was not, but Lonnie Johnson, St. Cyr, Armstrong, Laurie, and Dodds all were, and so they got that kind of uh, relaxed New Orleans feel in there. We're going to uh, go back a couple of days to December 10th of 1927 and the other record that Lonnie Johnson recorded with Louis Armstrong. And this is a blues tune called I'm Not Rough. And this came from the vaudeville tradition. The lyrics uh, crop up on a lot of other blues recordings of the 20s. And we'll hear Louis singing. Same group with uh, Dodds and Ori and Lil Armstrong and Johnny St. Cyr. And as I mentioned, these were all done in Chicago. So that'll be our next tune, I'm Not Rough. Then we're going to go back a couple of years to uh, Johnson's first recording. While he was in St. Louis, he uh, played with a number of different bands. He had the technical abilities that he could fit in with dance bands, not just blues bands, and uh, so he was hired periodically for um, all sorts of different engagements in St. Louis. And for a while, he played with uh, Charles Creeth's Jazzomaniacs, which was a, a trend-setting big band, dance band, in uh, St. Louis at the time. And uh, he made uh, several recordings with them. I guess as a, as a guitar player uh, in addition, but on this one he is featured as a singer and violinist, and he had a particular trick, uh, as he called it, of playing violin and singing at the same time. He said nobody could do that except him, so he, uh, he got some gigs out of that. That might have been how he won those contests earlier on. We're going to hear a blues tune called the Won't Don't Blues, done for OK on November 3rd of 1925, recorded in St. Louis. We're going to hear uh, Charles Creeth on trumpet, Sonny Lee on trombone, in the reed section, we're going to hear Horace Eubanks, William Thornton Blue on clarinet and alto. I believe it's uh, William Thornton Blue who plays the clarinet solo uh, solos. William Rollins on tenor sax, Cranston uh, Hamilton on piano, Pat Patterson on banjo, and Zudi Singleton on drums, along with Lonnie Johnson on violin and vocals. After that, we're going to jump up a few years and go to 1930, and uh, Johnson was back in New York at that point, and he was recording with Clarence Williams, and this is the Clarence Williams Washboard Band, um, done, in, as I said, in uh, 1930. It's actually Clarence Williams Jug Band. He recorded under a bunch of different names. This one has a particularly old-fashioned rural quality to it. We have Ed Allen on cornet, possibly Charlie Irvis on uh, trombone, an unknown or unidentified clarinet and tenor sax player. Not sure who's on piano, because Clarence Williams plays Jug on this, and Lonnie Johnson on guitar in the tier are I'm Sitting on Top of the World. So those are our jazz recordings from that period. And we're going to finish up with a little bit of an oddity. A uh, tune was recorded in New York in January, January 20th of 1926, and it's a duo. Uh, Lonnie Johnson and his brother, James Steadyroll Johnson, on guitars. Typically, they switched off instruments. One would play piano, the other would play violin or guitar or something like that, and they uh, backed a lot of blues singers in St. Louis. But they must have been on tour and made it to New York in January and made a whole series of recordings for OK. This one was a little bit unusual. It's called Nile of Ganago. I guess that's how you pronounce it. It's kind of a, a, a 19th century waltz, uh, and it really kind of presages some of the recordings we're going to hear in the next set, which were Lonnie Johnson and Blind Willie Dunn, and we'll talk more about those when the time comes. So those are our recordings for uh, this set. We're going to hear Louis Armstrong's Hot Five on I'm Not Rough, Charlie Creeth and his Jazzomaniacs and the Won't Don't Blues, Clarence Williams' Jug Band on Sitting on Top of the World, and, and the Johnson Brothers, Lonnie and James Steadyroll Johnson on Nile of Genago.
the woman that gets me got to treat me right Cause I'm crazy about my loving And I must have it all the time It takes a brown-skinned woman To satisfy my mind To satisfy my mind
So there we have the Johnson brothers, Lonnie, who was born, Alonzo Johnson, and James, known as Steady Roll Johnson, both playing guitar in that interesting little tune, the Nile of Ganago, or Genago, um, sounds almost like a Mexican waltz, and you can imagine that's the type of thing that the Johnson band was playing, or the Johnson family band was playing on the streets of New Orleans in the 1910s. Very interesting little piece. Before that, we heard a couple of tunes by Clarence Williams and his jug band, and uh, very rudimentary performances. We heard, I'm Sitting on Top of the World, this is not the pop song, I'm Sitting on Top of the World, that Al Jolson did about the same time, but a sort of a folk Ozarks type of tune. I think it was credited to A.P. Carter of the Carter family, and that was one of their big hits, a white uh, vocal group that came out of the gospel tradition. And this is the same tune done by Clarence Williams' jug band. We've had, uh, Ed Allen on cornet, uh, Williams' longtime cornet player, probably Charlie Irvis on trombone, an unidentified clarinet and tenor sax player, but it very well could have been Prince Robinson, who was working with him around the time. Sounds a little bit like him. Don't know the piano player. It could have been Herman Chittison, who was also working with Williams around the time, because Williams was playing Jug, uh, which really didn't lend a lot to the performance other than the title of the band, I suppose, and Lonnie Johnson on guitar. So before that, we heard uh, Lonnie Johnson's first recording on violin uh, and singing, doing the uh, Won't Don't Blues with Charlie Creeth's Jazzomaniacs from November 3rd of 1925, all of these for the OK label, and this one done in St. Louis uh, with that band as well. And we heard William Thornton Blue, I think, on clarinet, and uh, Sonny Lee on trombone, and Charlie Creeth, Charles Creeth on trumpet, uh, sort of a cut-down version of the big band, just doing a uh, sort of a jam session version to feature Lonnie Johnson singing and playing guitar. Before that, we heard, actually we started out that set with I'm Not Rough by the Louis Armstrong Hot Five, December 10th of 1927. Actually, it was the Hot Six, I suppose, with the addition of Lonnie Johnson. So we had two guitars in that case, Lonnie Johnson and Johnny St. Cyr, who switched over, and along with Johnny Dodds on clarinet, Kid Ori on trombone, Lil Harden Armstrong on piano, and Louis uh, on cornet and singing. So some very interesting jazz recordings by Lonnie Johnson and various groups for OK Records. Uh, might do another podcast coming up in a while of Lonnie Johnson and the Blues Singers. He recorded uh, with Bessie Smith, with Clara Smith, Victoria Spivey, uh, and a lot of other lesser-known singers, including his own wife, Mary Johnson, and uh, those would make a good, uh, good program as well. So we may be doing that coming up in the future. We're going to uh, jump now to uh, a couple of guitar solos that uh, Johnson recorded with the great Eddie Lang on guitar. And this was a somewhat unusual mixed recording date, a black and a white player. Uh, they had very high regard for each other as technicians and players, and uh, uh, Eddie Lang, of course, died quite young. But Lonnie Johnson uh, reminisced about these sessions decades later and said they were a pleasure, and uh, Eddie Lang was a pleasure to work with. I decided to pick a couple of... Uh, ones that are not as well known as some of the earlier ones they did. They did four or five different sessions for OK in 1928 and 29. Uh, Bullfrog Moan and Handful of Riffs and Two-Tone Stomp and You Got to Change Keys to Play These Blues. Those are all pretty well-known uh, things by Lonnie Johnson and Eddie Lang, who was billed as Blind Willie Dunn uh, for these recordings. But I decided to pick a couple of things from their October 9th of 1929 uh, date for OK. And this was done in New York. Just the two of them, Eddie Lang and Lonnie Johnson. And we're going to hear the Midnight Call Blues and Hot Fingers. And these have lots of different influences, not just blues, but some of the ragtime minstrel type of uh, guitar solos, the early blues, uh, and of course jazz as well. Very compelling performances and quite a, quite a thing for guitar fanatics of uh, all decades. Then we're going to go 
to a couple of recordings that really will show uh, Lonnie Johnson's versatility. The label credits the band here as the, being the Chocolate Dandies, but it was in fact McKinney's Cotton Pickers, uh, the great uh, black band out of Detroit uh, that had come to New York in uh, about 1927-28 and started making recordings for RCA Victor. Uh, here, uh, they were moonlighting as the Chocolate Dandies and they recorded for OK, and they had um, Lonnie Johnson uh, guesting on the first two titles that they did on this particular date. So we're going to hear a blues tune, lots of blues today, called Paducah. And uh, that'll feature Lonnie Johnson. That has an interesting little history as well. Duke Ellington recorded it uh, as the same title. Uh, it sounds at first glance or first listen like a totally different tune, but a little careful listening shows it's this, just two very different versions of the same tune. But this will feature um, McKinney's Cotton Pickers. And then we'll follow that up with one of the very early recordings of Stardust. And uh, this will feature a, a fantastic solo by Lonnie Johnson, who uh, was doing something here that no other blues guitarist could have done in the 1920s. So this band has Don Redman on clarinet and alto sax and arranging. He's the leader. Langston Curl and John Nesbitt on trumpet. Claude Jones on trombone. Milton Sr., uh, George Thomas and Prince Robinson, all playing clarinets and saxophones. Todd Rhodes on piano. Dave Wilburn on banjo, along with Lonnie Johnson on guitar. Ralph Escudero on tuba. And Cuba Austin on drums. And as I said, those were October 13th of 1928. And then after that, we're going to go to the Duke Ellington Orchestra and a tune called Move Over. And again, Lonnie Johnson appeared uh, as a guest with the Ellington Band around the same time. I'll tell you more about that when we get to the end of this session and we'll finish up with a couple of other Duke Ellington numbers. So this is Lonnie Johnson with a lot of different people. We're going to hear uh, Midnight Stomp and Hot Fingers done with Blind Willie Dunn, actually Eddie Lang. Paducah and Stardust, done with McKinney's Cotton Pickers, a.k.a. the Chocolate Dandies, and then Duke Ellington and his famous orchestra, and move over.
Lonnie Johnson in numerous different settings, still mostly blues. He was kind of profiled as a blues player, whether he wanted to be or not. He said later on he didn't particularly want to sing blues, but because that's what sold records, that's what he did. And, of course, later in life he went on to uh, record quite extensively in the 30s with sort of uh, party groups, party uh, blues groups, and then he was uh, an early participant in the rhythm and blues field, playing electric guitar in the 40s, and then after a period of uh, working outside of music, he was a janitor in a hospital, I think, uh, he came back uh, to tour the blues and folk circuits in the 1960s. He ended up living in Toronto and playing with some local jazz bands up there where he passed away in uh, the late 1960s. So we started out with Midnight Call Blues and Hot Fingers, both done by Lonnie Johnson and Blind Willie Dunn, a.k.a. Eddie Lang, for OK Records, New York, in October, October 9th of 1929. Then we did that uh, interesting session with Lonnie Johnson guesting with the Chocolate Dandies, who was uh, who were actually the McKinney's Cotton Pickers, in New York in October of 1928, October 13th. Lonnie Johnson had, uh, as I said, gone to Chicago late on in 27 and was there till the first of the year or so, and then went on tour of different places in Texas and recorded in uh, the makeshift studios that OK set up at different places, um, and presumably toured on the TOBA vaudeville circuit as well. And by the fall of 1929, he was back in New York. York, and he recorded these two tunes with McKinney, Paducah and Stardust. And we heard Don Redmond playing a very nice clarinet solo on, or an alto solo on Stardust. I think it was Prince Robinson playing clarinet on Paducah, and uh, John Nesbitt playing the trumpet solos as well. We also heard some Todd Rhodes piano on Stardust. But the uh, star of the proceedings was Lonnie Johnson on guitar on both of those numbers. And we finished that set up with a Duke Ellington tune called Move Over. And uh, that was another version of the blues, the Whoopie Makers, uh, as Ellington's band was known. That was in October of 1928 as well. And uh, that was done um, for uh, OK, as I said, same label. And we're going to be hearing another tune coming up in, in just a little while from that session as well. Uh, this was October 1st of 1928. We heard Barney Bagard on clarinet. I actually heard Otto Hardwick uh, leading the saxophone section. It says Johnny Hodges, but I think it had to have been Otto Hardwick. It sounded just like him. Uh, we heard some Bubber Miley on trumpet, Joe Nanton on trombone, uh, of course Duke Ellington on piano, Harry Carney on baritone sax, uh, Fred Guy on banjo, along with Lonnie Johnson on guitar, Wellman Bro on bass, and Sonny Greer on drums. And that was called Move Over. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. You've been listening to WETF, and this is the Jazz Station, South Bend, Indiana, and, and you're listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. We're going to finish up with two Duke Ellington tunes now. We're going to jump over to uh, November of 1928, and slightly different session. This is Duke Ellington and his Cotton Club Orchestra, and a tune called Misty Morning, which will feature Lonnie Johnson. And then we're going to finish up with one of the hottest of all Ellington tunes from the period, Hot and Bothered, uh, which will feature Lonnie Johnson and Baby Cox on vocal, doing a little trade there as well. So, this is Lonnie Johnson and the great guitar stylings in the 1920s. Gives you an idea of why he was so much in demand and why we're listening to him today. So thank you very much and hope to have you drop in on us again next week.